Welcome to the Membership Machine Show, talking you through your membership website from initial idea all the way to finished product. Here's your host, Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the Membership Machine Show. This is episode 63. In this show, we're going to be discussing the most common sales objection that course creators face in trying to sell their courses. It's an important subject. I think both me and my guest, my normal co-host on the WP Tonic Show, Kurt, I think we've both got some great ideas and can go through some of the major things that you need to think about dealing with this particular subject. So, Kurt, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers and this show is getting the increasing amount of listeners and viewers i was looking at the analytics and it's going up quite a bit kurt well that's great news for you jonathan and well for us right the show has great topics i think you're doing a great job um me i'm kurt von annen I uh, run a company called Manana Nomas. I also work directly with Jonathan and Lifter LMS as we focus on membership and learning websites. That's great. And before we go into the meat and potato of this great show, I've got a couple of messages from our major sponsors. We will be back in a few moments, folks. Tired of hosting providers that can't handle high traffic loads? Convesio is here to help. Our platform can handle any amount of traffic, all without slowdown or crashing. With immediate Slack support, performance optimization, and a team that thrives on resolving technical challenges, your e-commerce business is in safe hands. Learn more about Convesio at Convesio.com. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. We're coming back, folks, and I... Before we go into the main part of the show, I also want to say that we um, have some great resources for you, plugins, um, WordPress resources. If you're looking to um, set up your course or um, membership website on WordPress, and I think you should do, you can find all these free goodies by going over to wp-tonic.com slash deals wp-tonic.com slash deals and you'll find some special offers from the major sponsors and like i say a great list of the best wordpress resources for somebody looking to build a membership website on wordpress in 2024 so let's go straight into it kurt um so i've got about seven or eight points here well i'll say that this just quickly Maybe have a quick intro. Um, what do you what do you think are a couple of insights that you might have to start the conversation off around dealing with objections when it comes um, 
to providing a course to your target audience? By the time someone ends up in like my funnel, they've made the decision that they want to have a course, right? But there's, when I look at uh, different organizations, like doing a WordPress meetup or something like that, you'll run into people that are still haven't made the commitment. And I think the biggest thing is, is time or a lack of focus. You know, I've got too many other competing things and, and I just don't have the time to do this or the, or the focus to pull it off. Yeah, I think um, not, not entirely, folks, because it really depends if you've listened to the other previous shows where we talk about foundations, working out who your target audience, all the stuff that you probably, I think we covered a lot of that in the previous episode or the episode. We've covered a lot of this during um, previous shows, folks, so you definitely want to have a feast and listen to those. But I think, um, I might be wrong here, but I just feel that this, a lot of this will apply to medium to higher ticketed courses. Um, what I mean, anything over 1,000, anything 2,000, 5,000. If they haven't um, been exposed to a lot of previous online materials and education, or they haven't been uh, in one of your less, um, a lower price course, I haven't been regularly exposed to you and your material. Um, a lot of the things that we're going to cover in this show, you're probably going to come across, and you still might do um, dependent on the price, but that's just my opinion. Do you think I'm on the right track there or at all? Yeah, I mean... It's it's so hard, Jonathan, because on one hand, we, you know, we advise people, think of your avatar, think of the person you're trying to sell to, you know, and, and then, but there are so many different characters that come to this arena that it really is um, really kind of hard to generalize sometimes. Yeah, and I don't think any of this is easy because I, I don't think, I'm going to be totally honest to the listeners and viewers, folks. I'm very dissatisfied in WP Tonics because I've, it's always been a struggle since I've started it about almost four or five years ago to solely specialize in helping people build uh, membership and or organizations. Um, I've never really clarified who precisely my avatar is because it's such a diverse group of people that, I, that WP Tonic helps. So that makes it, but I suppose I could still, and I am actively working on who my ideal avatar is. So it's a little bit of an excuse maybe, but my only defense that I can put is that it's a very diverse, would you, you know, I've been candid there, Kurt, but you helped me at WP Tonic. You've been helping me over a year now and you, um, is a very diverse group of people that you're helping me with at WP Tonic. Would you agree with that? I, I I would definitely agree with that. You know, and it's it's when when you're trying to isolate the avatar, and I, for the listeners out there that haven't heard this talk before, it's not just my avatar is someone that wants to create an online course, right? That's that's very general. What we're saying is when you're trying to picture your perfect avatar, you know, is it someone that's in 
health and fitness? Is it someone that's having a, you know, an organic, you know, feelings and emotions generated kind of course? Or is it someone that has a technical course like rebuilding engines or, you know, there's, there's, there's niches within niches. And when you're trying to figure out who that core avatar is, what's that core avatar that you could market directly to and then you know, through that land and expand idea, it creates, you know, a really strong business. The money's in the niche, folks, Uh, really, in 2024. It's finding the subject and then finding a sub-niche in that broader subject because unless you're very, very well established, it's going to be difficult. And finding a niche and focusing on that target audience is also going to really help you with dealing with objections. Because the more your copy, the course, the um, the thing that it helps um, deal with the problems, that's why um, people are signing up. The more focus it is, the more value it's going to be obvious, and the more v- obvious the value, the less objections you're going to have to deal with. So in some ways, it's all linked. So let's go on. Yeah. So let's start with number one. No money to invest in the course. Well, um, obviously, if you're broke and you've got to make your rent payment or your mortgage payment or there's no food in the house and you've got a wife or a husband and you've got children, Obviously, if you're in that scenario, you don't have the money and you would be extremely unwise. And there's a group of people who I despise the most. And I know despise is a strong word, but I really do despise them. That online encourage people to cough up a couple of thousand dollars plus for a course that will solve their financial problems. And they get they get those people into further debt. Obviously, these individuals are adults, but people that prey on people that are on a lot of financial stress or are not in a good place mentally, I think they're the worst of the worst. You know, they truly are scum. Um, I know that's strong words, but that's from the heart, folks. Yeah. Um, But one of the ways you can overcome that um, is to offer a payment plan to break up. Um, We do that on some of the products that WP Tonic offers. So it's more more accessible. Um, Also, apart from what I've just outlined, most people, it's more about choice. We all have choices. it's normally they can find the money, but they've got other choices, either other courses or other things they can invest in themselves or their business. What's your thoughts about this, Kurt? The choice thing to me is is a big one, Jonathan. Now, if we're focused on like, there's no money to invest in a course. So this is a course creator that's struggling with selling courses because their target market is saying, you know, we don't have the money to spend on this. That's one of those things where you have to examine your offer and your target market. You have to make sure that you are targeting people that have disposable income to learn about the subject you're trying to teach. 
Now, that's counterintuitive to a lot of folks because a lot of folks are coming from the heart and they want to help a certain demographic of people and they want to help, you know, give people a hand up instead of a hand out. And, but that puts you in a, in a precarious position because now you're trying to market courses to people that maybe can't afford it. And so that's when education comes in and you have to look at opportunity. So, you know, in 2024, going out for a hamburger is, 15 to 20 dollars going out where it's really it's ridiculous going out for a coffee is five to seven dollars going out for you know and then people have these what kind of coffee i only have i only have black coffee because it's been even even in starbucks it only causes me two two dollars i eat so isn't it like i think in california it was like 350 or four dollars for black coffee with room for cream god oh boy but um you know I, the reason i say this is people say they're broke and then they have a 50-inch TV with Hulu, Disney, Netflix, and something else plugged in. It does come down to choices a lot. And so if you offer pricing that, to Jonathan's point, can spread the payments out uh, and also in some of that messaging have uh, you know keywords about choice and investing in oneself, um, you might be able to overcome some of those objections. And you can also offer bursaries. You can offer, and those um, un, you can select to be, you know, give people a discount if, if they obviously are in some yep. financial difficulty. And, lot, and I'm fine with that, and I've I've given some breaks to people, um, but um, on the proviso that they do finish the course, and then they do help in providing a video testimonial and other materials, yep. so I can promote. Um, my own business that I think if you're running a course, I think it's totally acceptable to be offer some bursaries on the proviso that they finish the course and they provide some testimonials and other materials that can help you promote the business. I think that's totally legit. The yeah. other, go on, sorry. I was just going to say, think about, you know, if we think about how Lifter LMS models this, they have a scholarship program. So if if someone's a course creator and didn't have the ability to pay the $1,200 a year for the infinity bundle, they could submit a request for scholarship. And so it a lot of it deals with the words and how you present it. So if you've got a course you're offering and it's $500 and people with disposable income happily pay the $500, but you're struggling to get that course to the people you think really need it that might not have the $500, you can offer it as a scholarship offer um, a partial scholarship, maybe you give them a 50% discount, but because you labeled it scholarship, people that have the money probably won't select that option. They'll pay the $500. Yeah, this time. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so the other thing is, and I think you pointed to it, is that, you know, if you're aiming at a certain target, um, Democrat, oh, I can't pronounce the word, demographic, yeah, demographic. Thank you so much. Um, this a this a students, folks. You know, students are very broad. There's some very most students are broke, but there are some students that uh, that aren't. But you know, normally they're not the most, um, and they still make. You know, they can um, still make choices, and some of them because we're all young at some time. And we normally make some really silly choices, but it's a part of growing up. But 
as a general, uh, generally, they normally don't have a lot of money. So if you're you're sending a course to students and you're sending it for two to five thousand dollars, I think you're going to have a problem. Um, personally, so you've got to be realistic here. Who are the target audience? What kind of you know you've got to do some basic research on income around your target audience. Because if you're going to pitch it and that target audience is normally in some financial distress, um, I, I think you, you've got problems from day one. Well, how would you respond to that? You're right on the money. Right on the money. It's, and, and you have to take things into perspective about volume and what you're doing with evergreen material within your project. And so you don't want to devalue it, but you do want to say, okay, if my target market were financially, you know, hampered students, what volume am I going to be bringing in? Like if you had 10 students at $50 a student, that's only 500 bucks. But what is it if you had 1,000 students? What is if you had 1,500 students? And so then you change your strategy based on, on volume and active usership. Um, and then there's other strategies. You know, maybe you do it in cohorts or in groups or in community sessions. And so that's a little deeper way to look yeah, at that organization. Yeah, there's uh, a way to generate revenue. Yeah, in general, I wouldn't advise you to look at the lower end of the market. I think the medium to slightly higher. I don't think if you're starting out looking at the real high level is a good idea either. But looking at the real low level, because you, the, the reason why I'm saying that, folks, is you've got the ability to have a really nice business without having to have thousands of people. Um, you can have a really, really nice business and really help your students by only having a couple of hundred who are paying a reasonable amount. But obviously, they've got to get, got to get value out yeah. of that membership. With, so, when when you say the two to $5,000 range, Jonathan, that is a real sweet spot. You know, if you start offering something that's like two grand, three grand, and you can break it up over three or four payments for folks. You you make it a real doable thing. And to your point, you don't need thousands of people. You know, at that rate, you got a couple of handfuls to start with. You're making money. And then you can concentrate on growth after that. And the really great thing, isn't it, Kurt? This is a legitimate, unlike a lot of um, offerings, let's put it this way, offerings on the internet. This is a legitimate way of building up either a second income that possibility can grow into um, something major that if you want to leave your present full-time employment can lead to that if you wish it, or it can provide a great second income for you and your family. And it's totally achievable by studying, by listening to this podcast, I would suggest. Um, so let's go on to the next one, which we touched upon, which you touched yeah. upon. And I think it, affect, it can affect all level, pricing levels. Um, it's kind of a universal objection. Not enough time to learn. So I think it's linked. Because funny enough, uh, I'm a member, I, I have good relationships with Lifter LMS. You know, um, one of the co-founders, I think he would say that we're personal friends. Um, I have a great, relationship with the people behind Learn Dash, the marketing team, and I have decent relationships, you know, with the buddy boss people. I, I try and foster good relationships with all, all of them. Um, 
But um, I was on a, a Zoom group call that's run by Learned um, Lifter LMS yesterday, and one one of the people um, was um, just about to launch, and they actually do host with us, actually, and they're lovely people. Um, but they've got um, they were concerned because they have they had a their first course. Um, and it's 20 lessons, and, and they were talking about the layout, and it does depend who the target audience is, but the point I'm trying to make is, I've said it before, um, don't throw too much to the audience too quick, and don't throw too much to a 101 beginner audience um, either. Uh, a 20 lesson or a 30 lesson course isn't going to go down too well with a 101 audience, a beginner audience. A 20, 30 lesson course goes down with an intermediate or somebody that wants to get expert on something because they've got a real problem. And I tried to say that yesterday and I wouldn't say I got pushback, but I got, I've had the same answer, well, it appeals to everybody. Well, I see that as a problem because I think it's down to what we discussed in previous shows. If it appeals to everybody, it doesn't appeal to anybody. Um, but I, I didn't say that because it wasn't appropriate on that call. Um, what's your thoughts about what I've just outlined, Kurt? I think when it comes to this particular issue, the way that you described it, Watching, there was that movie, I want to say it was called The Social Dilemma. I think that's what it was called. Uh, made by a guy named Tristan. And it was talking about, you know, the positives and negatives of social media. But what was fascinating about this particular documentary was it talked about the science behind how they're, you know, making social media addictive and these little short bursts and dopamine hits and the way that the human brain is getting addicted to these things. And, and this sounds bad that I'm trying to say this in this way, but if we make the way you describe war and peace, if we make war and peace as our, as our primary offer, right? We're not, we're not hitting on quick learning, micro learning, these things that are e-learning industry jargon, hot buzzwords, right? Um, and it's all about those dopamine hits. You got to give your user that. You know, they finished that first lesson in three minutes and they got a thing you finished. And it's like, ooh. And then they do the second lesson, the fourth lesson. And maybe by the fifth or sixth lesson, you can close out that first course, right? And then it's like, oh, I finished my first course. Ding, 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 ding. All the dopamine hits and they get kind of hooked on that. And then if you want to introduce them or upgrade them to that war and peace unit, you bring that in as saying, hey, congratulations on finishing your first course. This next one's going to be a deeper dive. We're going to go deeper. You're going to learn more. It's going to be wonderful. You're going to get your money's worth out of it. It's going to be great, but it's going to take a little more concentration. And then you've built people up to it. Um, I think it's important to have your audience grow in steps. I think you made some fabulous points. And uh, I understand your re slight reluctance, also the taste of, of um, because social media, there's some dark forces in it, but... You really, um, Kirk's made a fantastic point because these people are invested enormous amounts of money in teams that have enormous amount of scientific, um, psychological, 
um, knowledge and they have manipulated their social media platforms to be extremely addictive. And if you adopt some of their, and it's out there, there's plenty of free materials out there that go in to some of the techniques that they have utilized um, in their UX design and the way. And that's the beauty beauty thing about utilizing WordPress is that after doing this studying, you have a platform which if you really think it's going to make your course um, more sticky, more addictive, um, you can adapt the UX design. If you're on a host, if you're on a SaaS platform, there is no ability um, to adapt things fundamentally. You're stuck with their choices, basically. And they've normally got a very diverse, a wide stream of different course creators on their platforms. So it can't, one UX design for one group of individuals might not be suitable for another type. And you're just adapting your membership. But don't get me wrong, on the other hand, people tend to get intoxicated by all this choice too early. And the main thing is get your first students in, get feedback from them, and then get more students in and more students in and listen to them, and then at the right time adapt the interface to make it even more addictive to your target audience. It's all about the right tools and the right things to do at the right time. The other factor about not enough time is it's a bit like the money question, folks. We've always got choices. Look, about three, almost four years ago, I was I was a bit depressed and I was a bit of a dead, I felt my life was in a bit of a dead end and my weight had gone up to 320 pounds, folks. I'm six foot. But that wasn't a great look, folks. Um, and my diet was terrible. And I had a, a oh, I wasn't ill, but I had a slight medical condition. And I've had other challenges as well over the past few years. But I think my choice four years ago has, has been one of the key factors that has allowed me to overcome my health issues to some extent, is that I had a doctor's appointment he said oh you're you're going to be dead pretty in the next five six years you're not going to have any retirement or any older I said what do you mean he said well I can tell by your weight you know you're 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 getting close he was brutal people say I'm brutal but they, this this was really this was really brutal folks um, and he was, he was just, he was being, t- he was a semi-retired doctor brought in as a locum. So he could tell me, you know, he could tell me the brutal truth. And he said, and I went out and I'm, and I thought, I've got to change this. So I walk, I walk first thing in the morning. I didn't actually walk this morning. I could probably do it after this show, folks. And I walk in the evening and I, I walk about five miles a day. And mentally, it's really helpful because I think, and it's a kind of semi-meditation period for me because I am a bit um, manic um, in general. So I find it a real meditational period and I listen to my podcasts 
And also, uh, I have a very strict diet. Um, and now I'm, I'm slightly under 200 pounds. All right. But I had to make choices, folks. I had to, you know, donate time for walking, change my diet, keep to it. It's not a diet. It's a life choice. It's a life choice. And that's the same when it's, when people say, I don't have enough time to learn. You do. It's just, you know, you're deluding yourself. What do you reckon, Kurt? You nailed it. Um, in my personal life, you know, I've put out, I've published a couple of books and I've done a lot of web projects and stuff. And when you go to those, you know, parties with a spouse, and people say, oh, what do you do? What do you do? And you're like, I just put out a new book or whatever. You know, oh my God, I could never, I would never have the time. And these are the people that will tell me, you know, they'll ask me like, well, how's so-and-so doing in such and such a football game? Or, you know, what's the batting average of somebody in some major league baseball thing? Um, I can't have those conversations, Jonathan, because I don't know anything about sports. I just, I don't, none of my time goes into that. And that's, that's that thing about choice, right? It's like, what are the choices that you make and, and where does your time go? And, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty decent at, at writing and playing on the internet because I don't know anything about sports. You know, it's a choice. Yeah. Um, next one, your, your course is priced too high. <laughs> Um, your hosting is too expensive. You want too much to build my website. Um, your graphic design is really nice, but it's just too expensive. You can't, um, that there are a group of people that your course will never be cheap enough mm. because they don't see the value. And there will be a group of people where WP Tonic, um, I have a number of people, and I think Kirk is one of them, that says my prices are much too cheap. But I, my response is I've mean, um, been growing this business and it's steadily growing and we're offering great value and I think we offer great compassion and understanding to the people that are trying to build a membership website on our platform. And we have plans to make it even more powerful to our target audience in the coming year. Um, but there are a certain group of people that you, you, they will not see the value in your course. But on the other hand, it is a, a duo, a balance, because it really, are you in your, and I've, and, and Kirk hopefully would uh, would back me up, I'm always concerned about the copy, about the messaging on the WP Tonic website. I'm obsessed by it um, because I, I still don't even know five years in, I still don't think I've done a great job explaining precisely the great value that WP Tonic offers. But at least I, I think Kirk said I do put a fair bit of effort in, oh, yeah. in that. Um, is your... Homepage is your about us page. It's you tend to, and I, in some ways, on my own properties, have done the same. You tend, you tend to talk about features where you should be talking about results, um, and that's that's one of the criticisms you could 
throw against my copy on the WP Tonic website. So copy explaining the value and it's linked to finding your niche and your persona. Can you see, folks, how all this is linked? Because um, this is the main purpose of this podcast. Um, because if you don't have those, you're going to have problems and you're going to hear this regularly. Your course is priced too high. But on the other hand, there's a smaller group will, that will never be happy with the pricing. What's your thoughts about this, Kurt? Well, there's the other side of the course price is too high. One is examine your offer. Maybe you didn't propose your offer properly to justify the price. That's one. But Jonathan had a guest on his podcast. Was that two years ago? You had um, David Valentine on. It was. In, oh, that's the other podcast, isn't it? I'm not running well, this yeah, particular yeah. podcast for two I'm, years. Uh. I'm sorry, my my head gets mixed up because Jonathan. Oh, that's two years because obviously we're in the new year. God Almighty, time is flying. Anyway, he has a tremendous piece that he he has, and it's called the outrageous offer, right? And so, if your offer isn't justifying the price, there's another aspect to this, and that is reducing the risk. And so if you were to say, yeah, my course is $5,000. However, you know, for the first 14, 30 days, 45 days, you know, I'll give you your money back if you're not happy. Yeah. You know, you take the risk out of that course is too high. And then all you got to do is bring the value. And, and let's face facts. If you're selling something for $5,000, you're bringing that value, right? You, there's going to be no problems if you <laughs> Should be, yeah. I mean, how many people actually say, I've consumed all this and now I want my money back? That's not a normal course of action for sane people to take. So while you might end up giving some rebates, on a wholesale basis, you more than likely will not be giving any rebates. And so you want to have ways that justify the purchase decision for your user. So if your price is high, it's okay to have a high price, but make, make sure you've got an, an avenue for recourse for your consumer, and you will see that they will be more apt to make the purchase. I thought you got some great insights there. Thanks, Kurt. I think Thank we've had a great discussion. It's time to have our mid-break, folks. Got a couple of me other messages from our major sponsors. We will be back in a few moments, folks. This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to lifterlms.com and save 20% at checkout with coupon code PODCAST20. That's PODCAST20. Enjoy the rest of your show. We're coming back, folks. It's been a great discussion in the first half of the show. Kurt's been on fire. He's got some great, had some great observations. I've been waffling, as I do, listeners and viewers. <laughs> um, before we go on, um, we've got some other great points, or Kirk has. Um, I want to point out, if you're looking to build your membership, your community website, um, you should be looking at WordPress. I have other, other, we talk about other solutions, but, um, and 
I think I've got a duty to my listeners and viewers to talk about all solutions. But I make it clear that WordPress is our passion at WP Tonic and at the Membership Machine Show. Um, if you're looking for a great provider that provides really great hosting, but much, much more, we love you if you would have a look at WP Tonic and become part of the tribe, as we put it, in WP Tonic. Um, Kurt, myself, and other people in the company, we're dedicated to help people build the dream, build the business they're looking at. So if that sounds interesting, go over to WP Tonic and you can also book a a chat with me directly and we can see if we are a good fit. What more could you ask for? I don't know. Uh, uh, So let's go on to the next one. Lack of confidence in the content. The The little message in all our heads that we're not worthy that we are conning people. Um, yeah, it's always there. I think, um, and always will be there unless you're, um, a psychopath or a sociopath, uh, where you think everything you're doing is tremendous. Um, got any thoughts about this one, Kurt? Sometimes it's well warranted. Yeah. Just being honest, sometimes it's it's warranted, right? Um, you need to take uh, a real outside looking in look at your qualifications, what you bring to the table, and what that offer is really built on. Um, there are some learning platforms. I can't remember the quote, so I don't want to put the name on it, but it says, you know, I believe there's a course in everyone. No, there isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there may be a course in everyone, but do the work. So maybe. Maybe you've had tremendous success, you know, losing weight. Let's, let's pick the weight loss category. Maybe you had tremendous success losing weight. Your health is great. You feel like a million dollars. You want to share it with everybody. And that's great, right? So maybe you want to make a course about how you lost that weight. That's great. Do something. Go get a certification. Go do something that adds value or credibility to that, to that life experience. And then you've got something you can hang on the wall behind you that says, I really am qualified to talk about this, but here's my real life experience. And I want to bring you this course to add value to your life. And I think that that's that lack of confidence might come from a lack of accreditation or a lack of there's a stepping stone that's missing in your path. And so if you fulfill that stepping stone, you'll restore that confidence where it needs to be and you'll be able to sell at a, at a much higher rate. Yeah, and also, like I say, it's linked to others. If this is your first dive, you know, do not build war and peace. Do, you know, smaller course, focus at a niche. Get your first batch of students in, learn from them, and then you can utilise that course. You can put it on Unimi. You can offer it as a low price um, lead magnet. There's loads of ways you can utilise that initial course. But don't put yourself under tremendous strain. But on the other hand, as Kurt has pointed out, you do need you do need some knowledge about the area. Um, like I I gave you my story, um, but I, I in no shape or form do I think I could teach it. I think I probably could if I did the things Kurt has just outlined, and I joined some 
uh, online courses or looked at some external certification um, and and done the dive because it's, it, I do. Um, the basic thing is, that unfortunately, a lot of Americans eat just eat too much and exercise too little. Um, but exercise helps. But you know, it is reducing your calorie intake um, and doing it in a way that's sustainable because weight gain is insidious. Um, one pound gain per week. Do the math. You know, it doesn't take too many weeks if you're adding one pound of weight each week for you to get in a place where you don't want to get. So don't be too harsh on yourself because weight gain is insidious. You know, that's one of the that's why so many Americans and so many people in the UK are now obese. They're not they're not got and so many people are morbid obese and it will it will destroy their lives. It's not is very sad. Um Right. I'm sorry about that rabbit trail, Jonathan. Yeah, I'm going to shut on it because I'm getting passionate there. Uh, um, um, the value of the course, number five, is a big one. Yeah, the value. Um, well, we've touched upon this. What, 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 what would you say about this? I learned, I'm just going to share a quick, it'll be a quick story, Jonathan. When, when I launched in the power sports industry, I originally launched a, a course, a beginner's course um, in my specialty that I'm well qualified for at $1,500 for a year's access. And I thought I'm going to have to beat them off with a stick. I mean, I really thought, you know, this is going to be, this is the cat's meow, man. I, this is, I'm going to get rich off of this. If, if I just get 200 users, what's 200 users times $1,500? Like, you know, your brain starts to go. Jonathan, nobody signed up. Nobody. And I have friends in the industry. So I was like, what happened? So I reached out to those friends. I did a proof of concept. I actually got some feedback from people, which is all the stuff we advise people do, right? So, you know, learn from my mistakes. Don't, don't do what I do. Do what I'm telling you now. Um, I did the proof of concept. I got the feedback. And the feedback was my boss would never write a check for $1,500 for this course because they would assume the course sucked if it only cost 1500 bucks. So what I learned in that exercise was you do need to be sure about what the proposed value of your course would be. When I raised the price to $10,000, people started to sign up for the course. So you, you have to have a value that's commensurate with the industry, the audience, the content that's delivered. And again, remember your offer is sold on result, not sold on content really. And so because I was promising a certain result, I had to have a justified dollar amount that went, that was commensurate with that. Um, so sometimes, sometimes you undervalue the course and it fails. Sometimes you overvalue the course and it fails. The good news about overvaluing is you can always discount it or offer a coupon. If you undervalue it, it's kind of really hard to rebrand it and just triple the price for no reason. You got to figure that out. Yeah, another great point. I call it being in no man's land. Yes. That's the term I utilize. 
um, pricing is really difficult, folks. You learn a lot. You will, will honestly, folks, learn a lot about uh, if you listen to a few podcasts in the startup world, especially the bootstrap. Um, listening to startups that have VC investment, I would not suggest that, folks, because it's just a, it's a bit of a wonder world, really. Um, it, but looking, listening to podcasts that, especially around the startup where they're bootstrapped, where they're not taking VC, you probably learn a lot. Um, Rob Rowling's startup for the rest of us is a great resource. Um, um, and you listen about pricing. He's got a number of podcast episodes around pricing. Pricing is a nightmare for folks. Anybody that tells you that they get it right straight off, they're lying to you, folks. Um, they're just lying to you. Um, and But you're probably going to have to adapt. That's why it's linked not building war and peace. Because you're gonna, it's going to take a bit of time to get your pricing correct, folks. Um, go on. This is a really good piece to really talk about the offer with WP Tonic. And I'll turn it into a commercial because you won't. Um, WP Tonic gives the course creator all of the tools. So all the tools are available. And we advise people all the time. Put out a minimal viable product first, sample your pricing, sample your offer, sample your stuff. So let's say that you have my example where you come in at $1,500 and it's too low, right? If you launch as a minimal viable product, the way that you increase the price is you add one of those features that Jonathan has available at WP Tonic. Maybe it's social learning. Maybe it's a buddy boss piece. Maybe it's some email automation that comes in and, and adds extra value on a time release. But anyway, you say, hey, this has been so phenomenal. We're adding this new feature and now the price is five grand. But it, it, because you have the ability to add the features at will, when you host with WP Tonic, you have the ability to increase the offer and change the pricing if need be in this particular part of the talk. Yeah, and that's the beauty of WordPress. WordPress has its, um, has its not so great things because it's a very diverse and there's so many different messages but we really do offer a solution that really can enable somebody to build a website, membership website, a community website, and know that, that they've got the support and the resources so they will never be entrapped and that they've got a team that really will help them. So thanks for that, Kurt. Um, but, um, yeah, pricing um, value of the course, it, it, that's why you don't want to build, like they say, once again, it's a bit like a war and peace, as I say. Now, competition, using your competitor's course. Um, really, um, I, I utilise this with SEO. I look at the competitors. I look at their, their posts. I first select tools. I've spent over spent money on courses. It was the area that I really didn't want to do a dive uh, into. Um, I come from a developer background. I kind of had a semi... I took a pay cut to start WP Tonic because um, I've, I've hired people to help me because I just didn't want to do it all myself and I knew it would be a trap, right? 
Um, so I took a bit of a pay cut, cut, and but I have, but I came to the conclusion unless I became, uh, I struggle in saying oh, I'm an expert because you know you got to prove that you're expert. I would say I was a advanced intermediate now, um, getting close to being expert on SEO, and I've had to do had to do it, and I spend most of my time on it. The two things I spend all my time, folks, is producing content that that talks about WordPress and talks about membership, videos, podcasts, talking. I'm going to be going on other people's shows this year um, and producing content. And Kurt knows I, we WP Tonic produces a ton of content. You know, for a small company, we produce a ton of content. Um, so, um, you, here's a good thing is to look at your competition, not, but then you got to think it's a bit like podcasts. I copied mercilessly, mercilessly some other formats, but I've always also tried to add a little bit of uniqueness to it. So it then isn't a blatant copy. So that's what you got to do when looking at competitors is look. What are what are some of the things they're great at, and what are some of the things they're lacking? And is there a possibility for me to add what is lacking, um, so I can offer some uniqueness and some added value in what I'm going to be providing? What's your thoughts about this, Kurt? I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of a little bit out on this one. I think. More and more when I think about the challenge of, you know, thinking about the value of the course and then thinking about I'm using a competitor's course where I'm working in these other platforms, I I just keep going back to you just got to do it. Well, you're losing me a little bit there. What do you mean? I, I think the more, because I was listening to you kind of talk back and forth a little bit and you had talked about, you know, Lifter and LearnDash and platforms and WordPress. And... I just want to inspire people to take the first step. Oh, you think by looking too much at the competition, they they get paralysis. That's your concern a little bit, is it? That's kind of where my head was at. I was starting to swim around, and I was just like, "There's, there's just there are too many choices." I just had a meeting this morning with someone that was talking about. Oh, can I just in, can I just slightly interrupt? Uh, yeah, I think I haven't explained. I think you're talking about looking at all the tools. Oh, yeah. I'm, look, I'm talking about looking at other courses, not too many. Um, I think you're right in what you pointed out. I think I need to quantify that. Um, don't look at a thousand different courses, folks. Have a look at what people, you know, you should have joined Facebook groups. You should be, um, you should be um, following some of the leaders in your niche area. You should be watching... The thing, the good, the things that people say about these people you're following, if they're running courses, what they're, um, you should need a, a digital notebook or actual notebook, and you should be writing down what things say good about these courses. But then have a look at what's around, and then only choose about three or four of them, and then monitor what's been said about the course, the good things, the bad things, write it all down, and then. Have two columns, 
about each one that you're following, the, the strengths, the weaknesses. Um, and, you know, by listening to other people, you'll see what's regularly being said and then utilise that material about how you, the things that you're going to cover in your own course. Have I explained it a bit better now, Phil? I think I, I think I got lost when you were talking about like copying format and some of the content that we've been generating lately in WP Tonic and stuff. Um, well, I, I just, personally copy other people's stuff. Um, like Picasso, <laughs> Picasso, Picasso said, um, gr- gr- um, "What did he? What did he say?" He said, um, um, "Good artists um, copy; great art is still." Uh, um, uh, uh, so I'm mercilessly, I try and adapt it so they can't say you, you, you're a plagiarist, uh, um, or get snotty emails or get, get letters sent to me. I try and avoid that like the plague because even though it's water on a duck's back and I just treat it as a, as a, the experience of business, it still rattles me up and it, means that I'm not concentrated on the things that I should be concentrated on. But, See, what you just said, that's kind of what I was, when I opened up and seemed completely faded, that that's what I was talking about. It's like you get so wrapped up in it or you get so concentrated on best practices or what the competition has put up, especially if... if yeah, I, I think I know where you're coming. You are correct. I just yeah. want people to get started, do something. Yeah, it's a balance here, folks. Don't, you know, don't don't get totally sucked, sucked into this. So six months later, you know, just say, well, the first, you know, for a couple of months, I need to build out the content. Now, spending a few weeks looking what's out there and then getting the framework, some headers and that, but don't spend six, seven months on it. And it's the same thing with the technology, my God, folks, especially when WordPress, you'd be amazed at the people we have coming at WP Tonic and they want a free consultation. And they they list off every membership plugin, every learning mem- learning plugin, every marketing optimization plugin platform in WordPress. Every, they know more about the stuff than I do in a, in, you know, but they know what I mean by it is I concentrate on, I'm always out there looking at new technology in WordPress. I'm always keeping my antennas out there because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's always a moving environment, but I don't learn about, like I was on a, I was on a Facebook group this morning, I, I, I was like a list and somebody was talking about a, a WordPress form solution um, that I've never even heard of. I've never, and there is a lot of form plugins out there, folks. The two that we, we utilize is Fluent, um, Fluent Forms, the pro version, and sometimes we use Gravity Forms. And I think they're for the right uh, choice. They are the best solution, folks. But there are a load of plug-in solutions out there. And that's just my personal choice. Um, other people would disagree with me. Um, good luck to them. But I'm just telling you what I honestly think. But 
they were talking about some plug-in solution I've never even heard of. And I've been in WordPress for 15 years. And I haven't even heard. So, but that happens on a regular basis. I have people talking about solutions I've never even heard of. Um, so you've got to calm it down a little bit. Right. I was ranting and raving there a bit, wasn't I? Um, prefer Google and do it yourself. That's, oh, right. Yeah, it's all out there. I don't need to pay to go on this course. And we've got to be realistic there. Um, to some extent, they're right. There is a lot of free content out there, folks, and it, there's never been so much. And you know, I'm amazed the amount of people that offer six, eight-hour um, free courses on YouTube to build a whole, and it's all there. Um, but it's normally two years or three years ago or um, one of the problems, and it leads, you go to YouTube and you you look at reviews and that, and everybody's got their own honest opinion and they're all normally totally contradictory. Uh, and at the end of it, you end up on a call with me and you've spent eight months looking at every bloody solution, folks, and you've come to no coherent ideal how to move on. And you, it's got so bad, folks, that you're looking at Kajabi. And <laughs> <laughs> God help you. You know, I think you should stay with WordPress, but I do understand where you why you got to where you're thinking of Kajabi. Sorry, what do you reckon, Kurt? This one plays right into strategy for me. Um, some stuff, you know, some stuff you want to host on Google. You want the SEO of Google Video. You want things bringing people to your website. Here's the glory of being a course creator and curating that content in an organized story arc for your student. And when someone comes to me and says, well, I could just look this up on Google. Why do I need to take your course? Great. You can look up all kinds of stuff on Google. You know, you can go to a search and say, you know, give me a video on why politics is great. Give me a, a video on why politics is horrible. And Google will fulfill that request both ways. And so once you see that, you know, Google will supply those answers, positive or negative, that's the pitch on why you want to take a course. So when someone comes to me and says, like, for example, I've won in power sports. Well, why would I want to take your course on power sports? We can look up a lot of the stuff online. Yes, you can. But I curate this information for you and I design this information in a story arc that gets you these results. So do you exactly so being a good no. teacher? Um, anybody, there's um, a, a course. That's why you don't want to build war and peace, folks, because, yeah, yeah um, people underestimate. I'm not going to overdo it, but there, there's an art form about getting the right text with the right videos. And that's one of the great things in signing up for WP Tonic because I have people that can advise you about doing this. Um um, so you do it the right way, but there's there's a great if you sign up for any course that's been done in the right way, a bit of thinking and utilizing the right tools. It has a certain flow to it. Yeah, it it has a certain 
educational on not it gets the outcome. It's like it's like being in front of a mediocre teacher and then you're in front of a really good teacher. They're both teachers, but there's something about the really good teacher, about the structure of the syllabus, the path that they take you on between the mediocre and the really good teacher. Is this making sense, Kurt? Well, it makes a ton of sense to me, but you know, I, that, that this is all right up my alley. Talking about course structure, curriculum development, instructional design, all of that is meant to take your learner through that story arc and give the learner that, that experience, not just the experience, but the outcome that was sold to them. And that's something that a YouTube search can't deliver. No, no way. So, all right then, I think we wrap it up now. Um, so, Kirk, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and your feast of knowledge? Feast of knowledge. Um, you know, if it's business related, I'd love to talk to you on Manana Nomas. Come to mananonomas.com or any of the Manana Nomas social properties. You'll find us there. Um, but if you just want to connect, I'm on LinkedIn almost every day. I'm the only Kurt Phenomenon on LinkedIn, and it's a great way to connect. So that's a good way to reach me. How about you, Jonathan? Oh, the great way is um, go to the WP Tonic website, folks. Have a look at what we've got to offer. We love you to choose WordPress and WP Tonic as your um, partner in building your great membership website and getting the outcomes for you and your family that you're looking for in 2024. We will be back next week with another great show. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Membership Machine Show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and leave a rating to support the show. Until next time.